happy August, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Rockcast, a podcast made by Rockhurst University students for Rockhurst University students and anyone who's interested in life at Rockhurst. We are, believe it or not, just over a week away from move-in day, August 18th and 19th, and there are already RAs on campus, student athletes, members of the leadership team on campus. So in a way, the 2021-22 academic year is already underway. It has already begun. Today, we're going to talk about that first week, um, moving in dorms, first classes, things like that, and we'll get stories from our students here. We'll talk about the recent re-mandate of masks for Kansas City, Missouri, and how we think it'll go this time around on campus. Um, Also, we'll have a little bit of senior advice to freshmen that we've put together. Uh, Some really good thoughts that may not have crossed your mind as of yet, if you're listening to this. And finally, for those listeners, our suggested topic this week was critical race theory. And we'll talk about opinions on CRT and what should and shouldn't happen regarding that. But first, let's introduce our Rockcast members for today. Uh, Guys, tell us the usual, who you are, major, where you're from. For America, obviously, it's when did you graduate and what was your degree Um, and what you're up to now. And then the question of the day is, what was your biggest fear before starting college? And what actually happened regarding that? All right, well, hi, everybody. My name is Jared Payton II. I am a junior at Rockhurst. I almost said sophomore, but you're right, new year. Um, majoring in marketing, writing, film acting, and right now I'm in Chicago. I move in on Saturday this week, which is very soon. And something, let me think, something that I might have been concerned about when I definitely first got to school as a freshman was, I believe, maybe, hmm, that I haven't spoken on before, I say was probably um, staying active because my whole life um, at every school that I've been at, I'd always played sports. And I wasn't going to play sports at Rockhurst. I haven't played sports at Rockhurst, at least organized. So that was a little bit of a concern for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, will I be able to do that? I ended up being able to do so, but going into that, I was definitely a little bit worried about how that would go. And how did that turn out for you? I think it turned out well. Um, not even because I joined intramurals like basketball and I want to say I'm a little bit of sand volleyball at the beginning of the fall when I got there. But I mean, people would always go to the gym, play pickup games or out on the football field and just people were always playing stuff. So it was honestly really easy, like surprisingly easy to be active because people were always doing stuff. You just walked out. I made a lot of friends just by literally inserting myself and other people into games. And, you know, those are people I'm still cool with. So I think it's definitely something that worked not just in my favor, but for a lot of other people. So my name is America. I am from Shawnee, Kansas. And yes, yeah, so I graduated this May. Um, and my degree was the BSBA um, with a concentration in corporate accounting and finance. And I think something that I was probably the most um, nervous about was maybe finals week. Um, because just I had heard like in high school how like difficult that was and it, that it was very stressful for college students and then also my high school teachers kind of made it seem also that it would also be very very difficult and just different than what we had been doing in high school and what I found was that it really everything is just kind of a step up than from what you were doing before um, I was nervous that I wasn't gonna like remember everything from a semester because I had heard like all finals were like basically um, cumulative and that's not the case Um, not all finals are like that some of them it's just like your last you know a couple chapters uh, like a regular exam it's just worth more and then those that were um, cumulative um, the professor they like tell you what to study they like give you like um, key points it's not just like oh, just study everything. Um, so it was definitely not as difficult. I mean, they were still hard, but they were they were manageable. It was something that you kind of, throughout the semester, that professors really prepare you for that point. So you're not like blindsided at all. Great, thanks to you both. Uh, I'm your host, Chad Schnarr. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, leave us a comment. 
anything you want on any of the platforms where you're getting your podcasts. If you want to watch this as a Zoom cast, you can on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash rockhursthawk. If you have any questions or topic ideas or would like to be a guest co-host or a permanent co-host, anything uh, you're interested in those areas, send us a direct message on Instagram at Rockhurst University, or you can contact us through rockhurst.edu. So topic number one, starting a new year off. Uh, as we mentioned, next week is move-in day. Jared said he's moving in on Saturday. Uh, the week after that, classes start, so we are ready to go. And this can be an exciting time for some. It's a nervous time for others. Um, it's usually excited, exciting for those who are returning and nervous for the first-timers. But uh, looking back on how things have actually gone, tell us about your experiences starting a new college year uh, at Rockhurst, if it's the first one, second one, America, your third, fourth. Um, and if you could give us like a, a good memory, a funny memory, and then maybe something you'd rather forget. So we can put it, you know, out there um, logged for eternity. So you never forget. <laughs> Just thought about that now. So, um, yeah, whoever wants to begin. I'm going to let America go first. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I loved, loved, like, moving, moving day. Um, it was probably one of my favorite uh, things at Rockers. I just, I think I love the excitement around it. I really loved my moving day. And then after that, I was an ambassador. So we helped um, the freshmen move in. So I, it was honestly one of my favorite, favorite things, because you just get to see everyone extremely excited, nervous. Um, you don't really know what's, what to expect. Um, the weather usually is really nice. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a really fun time. And I, I, I personally really enjoyed orientation weekend. Um, and I think most, most people do. So, and I think something that it's not, I don't know if it would be funny, but it would just be kind of dumb on my part um, was that way the people that help move in. So it usually it's like orientation leaders, um, ambassadors and professors as well as staff members. And they like, they, you can carp. I think there's like the Arupe, you like, I guess, um, I don't know how to explain it. Where you, what, what's that called? Where, I don't know, where you like park in front of um, McGee if you're moving into McGee per se, or if you're moving into- Oh, uh, the circle, yeah, the Rupa circle, yeah. The, the, yes, the Rupa circle. I couldn't think of the word. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. um, but they have like huge like buckets and then they like can put all your stuff in and then they can take everything to your room immediately. So it takes like no effort from your part, like whatsoever. All the students do all the work. And um, <laughs> I stop. That's funny. It's true. Now that I graduated, we're getting stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, so what I did when we got there, it was super busy. And I told my, I was a freshman and um, my mom was like, let's just let them help us. And I was like, no, like we can, we can do all the work. Like it's, it's fine. Like I don't even have that much stuff. And so that's what we did. We just parked in the um, in the parking lot and we had to take all of my stuff like individually, like everything. So it took like a really, really, really long time. Um, so I guess like that's another advice, like use the help that is given to you because it just makes like moving so much easier. Um, oh, and then I actually forgot about this. <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, um, but I think to live on campus, you have to have like the, I think it's like the tuberculosis vaccine. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, and I didn't have it when I was moving in. Um, Cause I, I had been in Mexico. So I kind of had just really not looked at what I needed. Um, so the day before moving day, I'm freaking out um, as a freshman. Cause I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I, I won't be able to move in. Like I will miss like orientation weekend. Like I'm just gonna miss like all these like huge steps in like my college career. I can't like mess it up, like starting like the first day. So I'm like really, really freaking out. I'm like, I, I like tried to look up places to go get the vaccine. And like, they were like, well, no, you need to like make like, it needs to be like two day, you know, like a, 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 you can't have it like the day of, like you need to look up several places. So I'm calling like random numbers 
on campus. I, obviously at this point, I didn't know anyone because I was just a freshman. So I was like, I literally know anyone. I don't know who to call. It's probably like 4 p.m. And I'm, I'm again, just on the Rockers website, looking up random numbers. I find a number. I don't know how I find this number. And so I'm talking to someone on the phone and it turns out it was Dr. Quick. And, and we, we joke about this. <laughs> we had joked about this um, recently, but so I'm on the phone with him and he's like, oh, he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, my name is Mira Caromo. Clearly I didn't know who he was. Um, and he's just like, I was like, I don't have this vaccine. Like I won't be able to move in. Like I'm almost crying because I had called like 10 numbers and no one was picking up because clearly everyone was going home at that point. And he's like, okay, well, I'm on my way home right now. Like, it's okay. You can calm down. Like you can just come to school tomorrow. Like, don't worry. You'll be able to move in. You can get like that vaccine, like this weekend, everything's going to be fine. And again, I'm like almost crying to someone I don't know. Like, I don't know who this person is. I'm like, I, I, it was just really, really embarrassing. So the next day I move in perfectly fine. And then maybe like a week after that, I sign up um, to join student Senate. And we're at the first like informational meeting and they're like introducing everyone. And then they're like, oh, and then our advisor, Dr. Quick. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the person that I talked to on the phone. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, I'm literally not going to get Senate. Like I was so like unprofessional because I was like almost crying on the phone for something that was like easily fixable clearly. And, and then he comes up to me and he was just like, oh, you're America, right? And I'm like, yes, that is, that's me. Um, so it was funny that I met him like before school started. And then I, uh, I, you know, I stayed on Senate throughout my whole four years. And then at our last Senate meeting, he, he came up to me and he, he told me, he's like, do you remember when you called me? I'm like, yes, I know. I remember. And it was very, very embarrassing, but it was just so funny that I, I kind of got to meet people before I even knew who they were. And I always kind of talk about that story when I say just how helpful everyone at Rockers is. Um, it, obviously that was not part of his like duties um as dean of students probably like figuring out like moving moving stuff um but he was just very very helpful so that was embarrassing um and it's interesting now there's a now there's a different vaccine <laughs> um so i guess i don't know do students have to get back vaccinated i think so or just in general for like the for covid i think so now oh yeah yeah that was made mandatory i want to say um Chad, wouldn't you say about a, I think a month and a half ago, maybe like yeah, early June, maybe. Yeah, there's a couple. Um, I think there's like three exceptions that you can um, apply for if it's mm -hmm. religious or um, personal convictions or something like that. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, we're one of. It used to be just one of two schools in the Kansas City area. Uh, I think that one up in Liberty. Uh, I can't remember. William Jewel. Yeah, they were requiring it. And I think uh, a couple others are on board. I saw it in news release here recently, but yep. So the idea of having to have vaccines to go to school is not a new thing. No. <laughs> That's an interesting story. <laughs> That's an interesting story. Oh my gosh. I think I feel you with that. I know for me, um, I think one thing I can at least relate to you with America was the idea of I think the fear that I had in general was um, I always have been a very outgoing person, but not knowing anybody when I got to Rockhurst, um, even though everything was totally fine, I was just automatically frightened. And I was more frightened because I remember it like it was yesterday, the day that um, first day of orientation, all right, which is also moving there. I remember um, I wake up, my mom had told me, she was like, Jared, we want to leave at like four in the morning, which is early, but that is when we were going to leave. I wake up um, and my body was going through some changes because two days prior to moving, I got my wisdom teeth pulled out and it was just horrible. Like I couldn't talk. Um, my face was all flamed up. Like it was just bad, um, just really bad timing going on in my life right then. And so at this point, my sleep schedule is very jacked up. So mind you, I do wake up to a 3 a.m. alarm and I just walk around the house. Like, I don't even think I remembered it. I was just so out of it. I woke up and then I just go right back to sleep. And then I wake up for real, for real this time. Um, and the thing, if 
if you guys have had your wisdoms pool before, you will know just how exhausting you can be, just how exhausted you'll be for the days following. I woke up at eight. Um, I think at this point, I had actually slept about 12, 14 hours straight, which is crazy. And my mom's in disarray, like, Jerry, we have to leave now and all this stuff, all this stuff. So we're rushing everything into the U-Haul to get down there. And we do get down there, but it's like 4 p.m. My moving schedule, my time was like maybe 12. Um, so orientation stuff had already started. And I'm just moving <laughs> to my room. And I have like five or six relatives with me. We're all just like scrambling, putting everything up. Um, and everything was set within like 20 minutes because I had a lot of people there. And then I go out to orientation. The second event ended up being um, the soccer game, the exhibition game between Rockers and UMKC. And, you know, that's a whole big deal. So I'm all over there. I'm having fun. I get a call from my mom. And she's mad because I left my fridge at the house back in Chicago. And that meant that they had to go somewhere in Overland Park to get a new fridge, bring it back. I had to leave the game because, mind you, I have my swipe to my door. They didn't have it. I was supposed to give it to them, but I forgot. Essentially, like, I was just all over the place when I moved in that day. And it was a really funny story to look back at because um, some people just remembered me, like, popping up out of nowhere and then being there when I got to orientation. Um, because as I said, I was late by a few hours. So at this point, I'm really nervous because I'm starting to see some people already get to meet new friends and already, you know, start to share energy. And I pop up, I'm looking around like, um, I, I actually don't, I do remember the first person I talked to, um, his name is what, Matthew Ambeda. He is a junior on the cross country team, really cool guy. But he came up to me, he was on my orientation team. He just saw me sitting there quietly. Like, this is a moment I've never had in my life. I'll never forget it, the real good guy. Just comes in, we just talk for about 30 minutes into the next event. That was it. So everything cleared up, everything was fine. But leading up to that point, it was a lot of chaos on my behalf. Seems like everybody's got a story, something like that, where, you know, you just want everything to go perfect and it never does. And yeah. you think your whole world's blowing up and, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, everybody goes through it. Yeah. Um, so, and that's kind of, you know, why the podcast is here is kind of share these stories and like, yeah, everybody goes through this stuff. It's no big deal. Here's a bit of advice for you. Yada, yada, yada uh, is what we do here. So one thing that we do uh, in the marketing department is when we do our videos, um, whoever we're talking to, if they're seniors, we always ask them, what advice would you have for incoming freshmen or um, first year students? And we'll kind of compile those. And then uh, last week we uh, released a video that had just like the accumulation of maybe six, seven of those. So what I'd like to do now is kind of play that so you if you're not watching on zoom you can hear the audio and you guys can see the video here if you're watching on zoom um, or excuse me watching on youtube and then we'll kind of talk about uh what was said and what you agreed with what you definitely agreed with and you know maybe what what you'd add to the pile here so I wish I knew then that it was okay to go out of your way and make really good relationships with your teachers and ask lots of questions because it will only help you in the future. Whether it was to ask someone random in the hallway how to print something, to ask a professor for help with class, or even to ask the counselors for help if I needed it. Come in and feel comfortable because this is a place where everyone belongs. The number one thing in college is communication with professors, with coaches, and even with friends, uh, I feel like if you communicate what's going on with yourself or if you're not feeling well or if you have to miss class, communication is one thing that freshmen should, should have to learn to do very well. <laughs> I wish I knew that getting involved in day one was as important as it is. You meet all kinds of new people, have all kinds of new experiences, and that starts right at orientation when you move in. Learning how much more there is to college than just going to class, like meeting people, being a part of organizations, like becoming more of a leader. And that aspect is something that I wish I would have been more attentive to my freshman year as opposed to like junior and senior year. I wish I knew how fast college was gonna go by 
I wish I would have known that I needed to be present in every second. So just take advantage of every moment that you have, any opportunities, go out and do it. This four years at Rockhurst is meaningful and you have so many opportunities to take advantage of. I think there's a lot of pressure to just come into college and know exactly what you're supposed to do with your time, where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to study, who you're supposed to be friends with. And I think it's important to know that that takes time. You know, when you come to like a new school, you try to fit into like what's going on in the status quo. You know, whoever you're meant to be friends with, like they're gonna love you no matter what for the good and for the bad. And so life's too short to not be yourself and not live every day to the fullest. When I started at Rockers, I feel like I was so consumed worrying about things that were out of my control or that were so far down the line. And now when I reflect on my past four years, I realize everything works out how it's supposed to. And even if you wanted one thing to happen and that doesn't work out, it's because a better opportunity is coming your way. And so that's something I wish I knew before. All right, so thoughts on what they said. First, I want to point out, looking at the picture, um, I think it's so cool. I had never seen that photograph of us when they- when The 21? Yeah, during our during orientation weekend. I don't, I mean, I remember taking it, but I had never seen it. So it's so cool. Cause I remember at, in the moment you're like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Like when, I mean, the, the thought of graduating seems so foreign because I mean, you're literally it's orientation weekend. So it seems like it's going to take forever yeah, um, for that to happen. And then one day it does. And then now I look at that photo, I'm like, oh my goodness. I used to think that it would be forever. And, and it wasn't, it was so fast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia, it's, ooh, it's good to me. <laughs> I mean, you still have half of college left. Okay, true. <laughs> that's true. I like how you said that so fast. But it's only two years, that's the thing. It's only two years. That's true. Two I mean, years. the pandemic started, what, my junior year? Mm -hmm. Still happening. No, it's really funny, it's like, I'm not even big on TikTok. I promise you guys that. So this will be like a moment of comic relief for everybody. When I'm there with these TikToks, I've seen throughout the time they're starting to come up again where people that are in my grade, they make jokes about how they haven't been like at college since they were freshmen. Cause like that was when COVID started. And every time I see them, it just makes me giggle cause, cause my whole sophomore year, that was the case. I was here at home, um, still in school. But yeah, it's interesting because it's, you're right. I think that even when I thought that the past year was going to be forever, it really went by even faster than what I thought. Um, so I know that the next two years will go by fast. And yeah, I think it's funny how everybody's advice almost surrounded upon this idea of either wanting to be present and or just wanting to, I guess, wish that they knew that the time would go by as quickly as it did. So like even I can take that advice as a junior in college. So I think that applies for everybody, really. No, yeah, I agree. It definitely does go by so fast. And everyone says that, like orientation weekend. I remember the can't, um, well, I don't know if I can say what happens, but um, there's this part where this they're the seniors talk and they, I remember one girl, she she was crying and, and she was just talking about how rockers had become her second home and how time was going by so fast and that this was her senior year. And that really, to this day, I that was something that I, in that moment, I didn't really understand because I was very excited and I was hopeful that one day that I would feel the same way she felt about Rockers um, because it's the type of connection that I wanted to have with like, I guess the college that I had chosen. Um, and I didn't know if that was gonna be the case because I mean, I had only been three days. And so I was very, I guess, nice and even nice now looking back um, and knowing that I really did end up feeling the same way that she did. And just this like immense, really like the love for the place that I had chosen. And it really does become your second home. And and then there are things you can do, like um, the seniors in the video were saying to make it your second home. I mean, you really have to like reach out to people. Um, and even though people are really good about, um, like you said, Jared, when you um, when you went to orientation, how you know someone came up to you and started talking to you, 
um, even when he was a freshman as well, which I feel like that shows a lot um, as a freshman to go up to someone and really make the first step. Um, I, you, you still really have to put yourself out there. I think that's probably the, the biggest thing. And I, and I know a lot of people, that's something that they kind of regret or wish they had done sooner. Um, just to really reach out to, to someone in your classes, orientation weekend, and it's never too late to do so. Even my last semester, there was a lot of people that I got really close to that I'm like, wow, I wish I would have done this before. Um, not like, and you know, it's so nice because of course there's gonna be friendships that I'm gonna have um, forever, but I wish that I had done it before. And there were so many opportunities when I could have um, talked to them and, you know, but, but I didn't because I, I was like, I don't know if I should or I was just, I felt like I was too busy. Um, but some, most of the time there, you really aren't as busy as you, as you think you are. You can always make some time. So true. Wow. I think that video definitely just like, I think in a good way, in fact, it was, you know, it's just like uh, everybody needs a reminder of what they have, you know, before it's like not there. Um, but even then, like everybody pointed out the idea that, you know, it's progress is a community that you will have, you know, for a lifetime. So even when you do graduate, like, and you probably could speak on this America that there are bonds, there are relationships that you built during your time here that you will have for a great amount of time and you know, develop into other things as well. So it's, it's just a great thing to have. It's a, and Rockers is definitely not just home for us, but I'm excited for, you know, the freshmen, for the underclassmen, um, even for the people who are now sophomores, because, you know, COVID year, I don't think that they got to see what Rockers is as its full extent. And honestly, not a lot of us did because of COVID, and that's okay. So I hope that this year will be another opportunity for them to just gain experiences and see why we all love this place so much, but for their own, for their own ideas, right? Yeah, it's, now that you, you mentioned that, it's kind of crazy to think that the seniors are the only ones that had, I've had like a, a complete normal year like from start to finish <laughs> and then everyone else it's been like we're kind of COVID because like you the juniors I guess that it would be like the end of your freshman year when when COVID started but I think we are I think Rockers is very lucky and the students are Rockers and I I guess I would include myself when my senior year that we kind of got to experience it in, in person because I have some friends you know who um, I guess which are you were you were at home, but there were some schools where they were it, everyone was completely online, um, and I think that would be very difficult, especially um, knowing maybe this year that they would be online as well. So it just like two straight years in those people that were freshmen, maybe freshmen to to sophomore year, where maybe half of your college experiences is online, so you've never been on a campus. Um, so I think that we are quite lucky that even if we have restrictions, we can still have like the rockers experience, at least to some extent. Part of those COVID restri restrictions obviously were the masks um, and going into this coming year, it was going to be that um, if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to wear masks. But with the recent um, surge in COVID cases, especially in the Midwest, uh, the mayor of Kansas City, Missouri, recently um, reinstituted a mask mandate. Of course, Rockers is in Casey Mo. Um, so we are back to wearing masks, at least to start the year, vaccinated or unvaccinated um, at Rockers. I was wondering what you guys thought about uh, how is this going to be this time around? Will it be as big of a deal as it was last year? Do you feel that students are pretty flexible or do you think there's going to be um, some complications? What are your thoughts there? I think personally, um, just because, you know, I wasn't there in sophomore year. I heard that things were, things went very well because a lot of people just, I mean, they wore masks um, as everyone was supposed to from what I heard and from what I'd seen. Um, and I believe that a lot of us, and well, just to be, to be straight up, I think a lot of us are very, we would rather have the world be in the way that it was before COVID. I think that kind of goes without saying. So at this point, right, we've already had you, we've already seen what it's taken from us. Um, and that means that if we are going to get back to that eventually, that everybody, um, literally almost everybody, if not literally everyone, will have to come together and just 
fall in line with that and that's what hurts. So personally, I don't think that will be a problem because a lot of people are just like, you know what, let's just get this over with. Let's just do what we have to do. Um, we'll see obviously as the semester kicks off, but I personally believe that we'll be just fine. America, how do you feel about it? I think so too. And right before we actually start recording, we were talking about like this, the mask mandate. And I think um, something that will really help is that this past school year, students wore a mask throughout the whole year. So it really won't make much of a difference, especially for returning students, because it'd just be the same as it was last year. Um, and everyone seemed quite used to it. I know uh, for me towards the end, it was, um, it was normal. It wasn't something that I had to think about. Um, I just knew I had to wear my mask to, to classes. So I think it'll be quite easy, especially for those returning students. And then even for the freshmen, I mean, they all had to, if anything, they've had to wear a mask. Either they were online or they've had to wear a mask like for seven hours straight. So if, I think this would be quite a relief because I mean, you go to a class and it's like only 50 minutes and then you can take it off. Um, or maybe if you had two classes um, uh, just right after each other, I mean, the max it could ever be would be like less than three hours. So I think it would be actually quite easier for them, for our high school students. Um, so for the incoming freshmen, I don't think there will be a, I don't think students will be difficult about it at all. Now it could be a point of contention. Um, it may not be uh, like America said, we were kind of talking before we started recording about how you know people are used to it. Um, yeah, you just put the mask on unless it's a matter of, uh, really strong convictions one way or another. Um, and there's been a lot of topics that have really strong convictions attached. And one of those topics is uh, critical race theory, which was brought up to us as a um, suggested topic. So uh, we're gonna hit a little deep here. So uh, with regard to critical race theory um, and, and everything that's been said about it, um, it's almost like everything that surrounds the topic as well is is part of the, the I don't want to say controversy, but but, but part of um, the priority and what needs to be addressed. So to start off, I guess there's there's really three things. It's what is CRT? Should it be incorporated? And what about the country's history should not be shared? Or is there anything? I think, I think we should start off a little bit with, because um, you're right with CRT, there's so much to unpack. I've heard a lot of different perspectives. But I think first we should maybe address, okay, the need, the mandatory, like some people that have been talking about CRT um, in schools or whether that be institutions, wherever that's at, like um, CRT started off um, as a course for law students, right? And now it's kind of reaching its way down to, you know, people are talking about should just be in middle schools, high schools, elementary schools, college. Um, that's the first question. Um, I'll kind of give this to you, America, so I can see where you're at. Is it a need? Is it something that should be taught in schools? If, if so, why, why not? Is it a need for CRT right now? Oh, my goodness. Jared, why would you put me in that position? Um, I actually would want to hear your opinion first. I mean, if you want me to go first, I'll I, I go first. I go first. I just kind of wanted to put that out because we can like go step by step. So much to unpack, but I always like hearing people's perspectives on it. Um, but the need, if we're just talking about the need, and that has nothing to do with um, more of August, you can really say what CRT it is, just the need for it. Um, I do believe that with education in general, if things were addressed in certain ways, then it wouldn't be something that would be as controversial as it is. Um, I've been and heard takes where just the idea of CRT is controversial within itself. And that's when you take away the political standpoint of it, you take away um, the race aspect of it. Sometimes people just hear CRT and it's just like, whoa, like it is an immediate concern for people um, for something that needs to be addressed. So the need, I feel like something definitely needs to be done as far as addressing um, not even just our nation's history. That's not really the biggest part of it for me, um, but just the idea of, I guess, 
what has happened and how history has a direct impact on where we're at today. That's the important point. There are a lot of people that think that things, um, it's 2021. There are a lot of people that believe that things 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 150, 200 years ago, don't really matter to where we're at right now. And they'll say, oh, well, that was so long ago. Can we just forget that? We don't have to talk about it. It has nothing to do. And here's the thing. Yes, it is 2021. Yes, a lot of things are legal now and promoted that were not legal or promoted back then. But it's important to know why that was the case. It's important to sit down and we don't have to bash each other for, for what it was, right? Just to simply have a conversation about it. Um, for example, I remember, I can always go back to this, but I remember learning about the American Revolution coming up as a child at least six or seven times distinctly, like not just once when I was in the fourth grade. Like I just remember multiple times when probably all can talk about it, when we heard about the American Revolution. Is that an important piece of history? Of course it is. America was founded on it. But we don't talk about the things that happened after that or even before that, right? On whether that be like something like the 1619 Project, which is when slavery really started and how that progressed and how that does have a direct impact on where we are right now. And CRT addresses a lot of that. I think that because we're still dealing with, you know, um, mindsets and perspectives of people that don't want to try and connect between the past and the present. And that's why you have a lot of feet. That's why there's a lot of controversy. Because the way I see it, there is no difference between telling somebody about the American Revolution and something like that. But we didn't address that to begin with. So now that we do it, it's just a lot of time that's gone by and it just makes it seem heated. It is a lot of people will say that CRT divides. I do believe that is completely based on your perspective, right? Like if I tell you something, for example, how you perceive it is how you are going to perceive it. I cannot force you to feel a certain way about it and vice versa. So the need for it, as I said, something definitely needs to happen. I'm not saying it's CRT, but we definitely do need to change the way that um, history is told in our books, what is told, how it's told, um, whether that is CRT or not. I do think I should probably do a little bit more research before I'm able to say that CRT is what we need because personally, I'm not that person to be able to say that but we do need some type of change for sure. No, yeah, Jared, I would definitely agree on the part that I also feel like I would need to do way more research to be able to be like, hey, this is exactly what we need or not. But I have also had conversations and with people about maybe just the effects that have happened in the, in the past. I mean, what has happened in the past and how that really affects our present day. Um, and I think a lot of people take it very personally um, where maybe they are benefit when they benefit from what happened, you know, maybe 50 years ago or a hundred years ago. And they could take it as an attack to them because they say, well, I mean, I didn't do it. Um, why is it being brought up? And, and that's true, but it again, it's not just because you're not responsible for it. And I agree, you are not responsible for something that happened a hundred years ago. That does not mean that you cannot acknowledge that perhaps you benefit from it or that other people are still affected when they also aren't responsible. You know, those people who, people today who maybe are being affected, um, by things that happened a long time ago and then in a negative way, they're not responsible for that either. They weren't alive a hundred years ago, yet they're still kind of suffering consequences, you know, from what the laws were. And you can't just ignore that. And it's easy to ignore when it doesn't affect you and it's because you don't see it. So I think it's just being open to at least listening because if anything, I would say I 100%, 200% percent think that what has happened in the past, it, it just, it makes our society today, like so many of the things that we, we think, um, and even just like the laws that we have, even if we don't, there, we don't want to see it. Um, even just like divides in our city. Um, 
So yes, we cannot just pretend like things that have happened are not relevant today because they may not be for you or at least not in a negative way, which is why it's easy to just kind of not look at it. Exactly. Uh, I think um, another big thing, um, you talked a little bit about um, ignoring things. Um, that's definitely something where it's like, ah, where I hear that perspective, I have to think a little bit. And it comes from this idea of where if we look at history in general, history in general, broad definition, um, we're going to get too encyclopedia with it, <laughs> but it's just things that have happened in the past. That's all. If it was yesterday, it's history. Um, so I think in order to really have a true valid um, conversation about CRT, we have to look at the idea of what history is in general and what this history means. And obviously it means a lot because what are we being taught as kindergartners, first graders? We're being taught history, right? So history obviously matters because if it didn't, we wouldn't be taught history to begin with. And so that leads us to this idea of saying, okay, if we are gonna teach history, what are we gonna include in that package, right? If we're gonna teach about everything that we already said, um, because the idea of what matters to one person can be totally different than what matters to the other. But America is a melting pot, right? There's a lot of different religions, ethnicities, sexualities, all types of different things in America. And I think that's what makes America so beautiful, right? In many ways flawed, but in many ways still beautiful because of all these different perspectives and people that we have here to offer, which means that our history has to include a lot of different things. Um, and that's just what it is. However, like, I do believe definitely when America first started, it wasn't as nowhere near as diverse as it is now. So trying to flip the script from then to now, it's happened slowly. Um, but I think being a CRT, it goes a lot deeper than just the critical race theory, a lot deeper than just race. It goes as far as history and what do we deem as important or not? Because if it's history, I say we teach it. If it's not history, don't teach it. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a heavy topic, and and, and I feel like there's so I tried to like research a little bit about it, um, and then there's so many articles, and they all kind of everyone seems to have their own distinct um, definition on it, which mm -hmm. I think makes it very hard to pinpoint because and, and to really give like a a definite opinion about it. Mm -hmm because I could be saying something and someone else would be, could say that that's not what it is. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to say that when everyone seems to have a very different definition on what it is in the first place. Exactly. And I think, I think maybe something we could address is the best way to really if you really want to build your own opinion on something like this specifically, you can say this with a lot of different topics, but critical race theory is definitely something that is a little bit more coming and it's on the resurgence right now, as many people would know. The best way to form your own opinion on that, because um, just like COVID and just like a lot of other things, it's become highly politicized. People will try to say that Republicans are against it and that Democrats are for it. Whatever, look, at the end of the day, <laughs> you're going to have your own opinion. And if you want to create that, the best thing you can do is pick up a book. It doesn't have to be the book Critical Race Theory, but look into an author, right? Just look up, say, on perspectives on blank in Critical Race Theory, because it's not just talking about racism. It talks about a lot of different things. Um, that's the best way, because I do believe that some things, especially like this, and a lot of things, to be honest, are made a little bit too political, and it's hard for us to create our own beliefs on how we go about it. Even sometimes I struggle with that. But I realize if I really want to get past that, I have to, I got to either pick up a book or I got to get online, look at different things, or I look at scholarly journals. That can be a lot of work to find them. But if you really want to um, get past the headlines, because sadly, the headlines is what even made us aware of CRT to begin with, was the headlines. But if you want to know more than just that, you typically have to dive a lot deeper. Um, yeah, you do have to go out of your way to do so. But if that's what you want to do, it's totally worth it. Yeah, what you were saying about things being made too political. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh my goodness. I just, it, it, it that is so true. <laughs> because yeah. I think so many topics nowadays are, it's like, 
if you were defended, you're like defending a whole political party. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Like, this is just one subject that shouldn't have been made political. I mean, this is my opinion. Again, my opinion. Um, and mm. that shouldn't have been made political in the first place. And I also think some topics yeah. are, they're made like sensitive topics, sensitive topics for those watching on um, on YouTube. Uh, I was making air quotes. Because when they're not, when people don't want to talk about them because they're like, oh, that's such a, I mean, that's such a sensitive topic. I mean, not to bring bring that up, but like just race in general, I feel like, or, or like racism. Why? For me, I don't think that's a sensitive topic. I think that's something that needs to be talked about that, that happens. Why is this, why is it sensitive? Why can we not talk about it? For me, it's just like, I don't see how it's sensitive at all or how that's political at all. Like this is, if it's happening and it's a big thing that's been happening in our country. I mean, our country literally is known to many countries because of of like the racism that exists, even though racism does not just exist in the United States. Even sure. though some countries like to say that it does, that that is not the case. There are many, many countries that where it exists. Um, so I don't understand why it can just be talked about in conversation calmly why is it it why is it sensitive when it when it happens i don't know like it's like people don't want to talk about it when it's happening to people and it greatly affects their lives maybe we're maybe we're going off the topic of the question but that comes back to it though america because like critical race theory in general and like like just like just pick it apart right critical critical is the idea of taking something that is just um in a way, it can be hazardous, right? Um, and I do believe that what you're talking about is why is that conversation hazardous when it should not be? Like it shouldn't be, it should not be hard to sit down and have those conversations. I'm like, for me in general, um, just kind of in general, because I do think that sometimes stuff like this, um, you'll have conversations like this with your friends sometimes, maybe you won't, everybody's different with that. Um, I do believe that I can have friends with people regardless of, who they support politically, as long as we can have conversations, right? And it doesn't mean that it's me yelling at you and calling you stupid for being what you are. It's just, hey, let's just talk about it, right? Um, we may disagree, but that's okay because as human beings, we're all flawed and we have to understand that you're not gonna hear exactly what you wanna hear, the other person. Um, and race is, and even deeper than that, we have a lot of problems where it's hard to do that. But race definitely is a very difficult topic to just sit down and have heart-to-heart -heart conversation without politics being thrown into it, without hate being thrown into it, and without just, I guess, just a lack of sincerity being put into it. And that needs to change. As I, as I said, I'm not saying that critical race theory is the answer, but something definitely has to be done about that, and nobody can really tell me I'm wrong on that, because if it didn't need to, we wouldn't have the problems that we have today. We wouldn't have problems like this that are made literally political. Like nothing is political, as you said, about hate. Because at the end of the day, if I hate you, America, I'm going to hate you. <laughs> it's not because of politics, it's because I feel that way, right? So if we can admit that, we have to work on depoliticizing, not just things like race and CRT, but so many things. I mean, heck, we're talking about a, a disease, COVID, that's been made political since February of last year. And in all honesty, I think that's why we haven't made the strides that we would like to have seen. That doesn't even go into the vaccine. That's just in general, because you'll turn on one news service, they're talking about this, right? CRT, COVID this, and the other one's talking about something totally different. Typically we make choices to say whether we're gonna watch this one or that one. All I can tell you is that to make your own opinions on things, sometimes you just have to go a little deeper and it's really hard to do that. I really don't like that, but you're definitely right about the idea of just, um, there are certain things that should not be political, but we live in, a, live in a society where that is the case. Lots of other places that happen. So that's not just, uh, oh, America, you're so political. Lots of places have this, but I do believe there are ways to work on it. And I don't know this for sure. Um, I do think that critical race theory does address some of those things, but as I said, I definitely gotta do my research to fact check and make sure that that's the case. So don't take my opinion as fact. Hear what we say and do your own research on it. 
to create your own perspective on it. Yeah, because again, this is just like our opinion. Um, even though some things like you're saying, it, I feel like this conversation slightly reminds me of one we had back in, in January when we talked about the cap, what happened at the Capitol, um, because one of the main points that we made was that like, why are these things happening was the question. And we talked about how people are not like wanting to listen to like the other side of whatever side you are. It's not just like your political side, this could be about any topic. You're just not wanting to like even listen to what someone else has to say. And maybe just like our ability to be more compassionate and um, just good listeners. You really have to be a good listener. I mean, if you want your opinion to be heard, you have to be a good listener first um, and for it to be valid. Because I I mean, it, I, I know for a fact you are not giving, I will not put weight into anyone's opinion if they are not a good listener, if they're not willing to listen because they're, I mean, your opinion, where is it coming from? Where, where does it stem from? Does it, it only stems from what you think and your biases because we all have biases. Um, so if you're not willing to listen to what the other side has to say, then I mean, I feel like your opinion, it, it, it's so one-sided. So again, we just really have to be good listeners. And if someone is saying that, if someone is talking to you and they're saying that they're hurt and that they have been hurt, um, and that they are suffering, listen to them. Don't just say, oh, well, it's not because of whatever reason that they're saying, or, oh, you're fine, or those things are not happening anymore. I mean, if they're saying it, it's for a reason. Clearly, people are very mad today about many things. So let's let's take some time and listen to why they are mad. Why are they, why are people so mad about things that are happening today? Then maybe they don't affect you because we all have things that don't affect us. So again, just just take the time to listen and actually listen. Don't just be like, oh, okay. And just be waiting to like give your response. Take it in, take some time, research about it. Don't just hear them. There's so many stories online. I feel like if anything today, you can find so many information online on TikTok, on YouTube about people giving their experiences and on anything. So there is no excuse for you to just be like, oh, that's not true. If there are hundreds of people talking about something I, that they have, been, they have suffered through, you cannot just say it's not true. And if it's been made political, it's because when it shouldn't have been, it's because there's some way to what is being said. Um, so, I mean, that's what I have to say. That was powerful. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, just to back off what America said, listening, you have to be able to listen. Um, I think that everybody sometimes, um, and it's okay because at the end of the day, your opinions and how you feel is your own, right? So of course you're going to hear things um, that are just going to kind of fall on fake ears. You're going to hear it and be like, yeah, I don't like that. And sometimes you're going to be very unapologetic about how you feel about things. And that's natural because we all have those things. But it's just really important to sometimes set those things aside and to just listen. Um, some, sometimes there's been a lot of times in my life where I listen to maybe what somebody said, somebody that I might not have even agreed with. I hear what they say and I'm like, whoa, I, I understand that. I, I actually can identify with you. But if I was never willing to listen to that and put aside my own perspective or how I felt that moment that moment of enlightenment never would have happened so and I think we all have we're all able to have those types of moments so this is not just a me thing we can all learn and you learn literally every day by seeing things by hearing things and by saying things right those are three basic ways that you learn so outside of school more often than not these are conversations that you're going to have with your friends that you're going to have with your family members right with people that you care about um, and going into those conversations, it's just best to go in with an open mind, even if you already have an opinion, because I mean, at the end of the day, that's why we have these problems. We're not willing to listen to what other people have to say. They disagree. It's, it's okay. There's ways to have healthy dialogue in the midst of a disagreement. And that's where I'll leave that. 
And just to, I feel like end it off, I learned so much when I talk to someone where I like completely disagree with what they're saying. I really do. I really learned so much because I, I understand now, because I like to ask the question, okay, why do you think that? Okay. And then they, they list off things. It could be, well, where I grew up, uh, my family, school, the clubs I was involved in, like so many things, because those things really make up who we are and what we think. And then when you're able to understand where they come from, I understand why they think the way they do. That does not mean I agree at all, but now I understand why this is happening because you really have to get to the stem of it. It's like, oh, okay, well, so you think of this maybe because of where, what you learned in school. So maybe we need to think about, again, kind of going back to CRT, what is being taught at schools? So like, I feel like you just, again, you, you really do learn so much when you talk to someone where you do not disagree, where you disagree with them because you are able, I think you have to understand the person first and know who they are in order to understand why they think that the way they, that they do. And in today's society, we're not, most people don't even want to get to know the person or that's why we don't understand each other. Yep. I think um, Ali, this is um, one of my own great friends from Rockhurst, um, Lydia, um, Lydia Fukado. She is a RA in THB. Um, so many of you guys will probably see her if you haven't already. They also tell me that I love having genuine conversations with her about things that go on. And she'll tell me about certain things and I'll never forget it. But it's the idea of are you listening or are you planning your next rebuttal? Like, are you actually listening to what somebody's saying? You're just saying, in their shoes, right? Seeing how they grew up, seeing how, what they believe in and why they believe it. Or are you literally listening to what they're saying and just planning your next rebuttal, planning to just go and fire off on everything that they just said? That's what it takes. Right? We have to be listening. We have to be listening. That's all I can say. You gotta be listening. Great stuff, guys. A few minutes ago, when you before you got into talking about the listening stuff, um, I was gonna bring it back around to uh, I think Jared, you said you're talking about freshman advice, um, being open to listen to one another um, is what you said in regards to just here's how you survive your first week at college, and it still uh, is true for something is as deep and important as um, understanding each other and understanding difference of opinions and stuff. So America, I loved your uh, quote. Uh, if you want your opinion heard, you got to be a good listener. Um, I think that's great stuff. And one thing I've really appreciated during this first season of the rock cast, as it comes to a close here is the different perspectives you all have brought and how that's really a reflection of the university. Um, and one thing, you know, I haven't been here a really long time, but one thing I really appreciate is the respect for other people's perspectives, even if it's something that you absolutely disagree with. Um, at least hear them out, give them a good listen. So great stuff. And thank you to our listener who submitted that as a topic. Um, America, some of your finest stuff there. Um, in this, your last official episode as a regular contributor. Um, we'd love to have you back as a guest, of course, but thank you so much for an entire first season um, and all you've done there, Jared, obviously you as well, but you'll be back. Um, so again, if anyone has any interest in being a co-host and getting involved in talking and listening um, in about perspectives and stuff as we do here, please uh, let us know. So for that, that is the end of episode number 16, the final one of the first year. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Um, be sure to give us a follow, recommend us, uh, share it, whatever you will. Leave a comment. Five-star ratings go great for getting it into other people's feeds. Just really help us out. The really good content here. To watch the discussion again, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash rockershawk. So again, for Jarrett and America, and also Vince and Bree, wherever they may be. Bree is actually um, an RA, so she's working here on campus right now, getting stuff ready for students to come in. Vince wasn't able to take that time uh, off, but uh, wherever he is, um, we're thinking about him. 
um, and hope to have him on as a guest next year as well. So that is all. Have a great week, everyone, and go Hawks.